give the Lord some praise here this today. He deserves all the praise. Lord, you are great and greatly to be praised. Greatly to be praised. You are greatly to be praised. And uh, there's a scripture I want to um, just quote, if I can find it. <laughs> but uh, the Lord is so good. And there's a scripture that talks about that we are washed, we're sanctified. And you know that we are perfect in him, even now. Lord God, we thank you that you made us perfect in our spirit man by putting you, the Godhead, in this body as you did in Christ in bodily form. Colossians 2, 9 and 10. Christ is the head of all power and authority. And he had the Godhead in his body as we do. That's an amazing thing. I can't even fathom it. And yet you have called us to be your hands and your feet and your eyes and your voice in this earth. And especially in this day, Lord God, people need Jesus. What the world needs now is Jesus. So we thank you, Father, that you called us. You called us by name. That you chose us before we ever loved you. You loved us. And that's an amazing, amazing, amazing thing. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. We give you praise, glory, and honor here today. So if you are visiting here for the first time, and Paul, I think your mom is here. And we're, we want to give our regrets, and we're so sorry for your great loss of your husband. And I know what you're going through, and uh, so does Emmy. <laughs> You know, so we're just pleased that you're here today and the rest of your family. This is, you know, we're just glad to have you here today. And we're, we hope that you're blessed and you feel the love of Jesus here today. So let's give it a nice hand, handshake, hand clap. <laughs> Thank you for being here and after so soon. Thank you. God bless you. Well, and um, today, where's Tristan? Tristan. Uh, he's doing a study in Romans, line upon line, precept upon precept, and it's just wonderful, and we wish you could do it every week, but uh, we'll take what we can get. <laughs> but it was so rich, and I th- thank you for that. There's a scripture in First John that says, don't let anything separate you from God. Don't put any idol, it was that scripture that I was thinking about because what you're teaching Talking about idols, what were idols? We were talking about in class this morning. So don't put any idol before you that separates you from God in your relationship with him. Thanks again. And next Sunday, Jim Duncan will be giving a wonderful teaching again. So we look forward to that. (laughs) And we thank you for those who showed up at any prayer last Thursday night. We need more prayer. Ephesians 6 says to pray all the time for all the saints everywhere. So keep it up. And um, next Sunday, we're going to celebrate Jesus in communion. So please be here and prepare your hearts. And um, we thank you, uh, Rhonda, for choosing these songs and Stephen to remember my husband, your dad. It's, it was one year yesterday. 
that he went to see Jesus. <laughs> so uh, thank you for that. And Stephen, you're going to do a special song that you wrote for the offertory for him. Was it for him? Yeah. Okay, God bless you. So let's uh, continue to worship with our gifts, our tithes, and our offerings. And remember, God loves a cheerful giver. And uh, we cannot give enough, Lord, of ourselves, body, soul, and spirit, for all you've done for us, that you gave us eternal life. So we give back to you, and we offer ourselves, not just money, but ourselves, to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, when Pastor Howard left us, I had a hard time with it. I couldn't see why God would take him from us so early. It seemed like he still had so much more to do. I know a lot of people took it hard. He was just one of those characters. He was just larger than life. Amen. So I struggled with it for quite a while. And I started to write this song. Um, kind of came to terms with it and realized that God's plan is perfect. And that Pastor Howard had completed what God had him on this earth to do. Amen, Stephen. That was fantastic. Yeah, man. Hallelujah. Yeah.
as uh, as you can tell, uh, we all love and miss Howard. As uh, Pastor Ramon and I were talking this last few weeks and months about uh, Howard's passing and uh, what we have done with the church and what we continue to do with the church, we kind of came up with something that Howard would have said. I know that Pastor Ramona said it. And uh, she said, hey, it's time to move on. It's time to move on. That's what Howard would want. He wouldn't want us to stay stagnant, stay still, and linger on him. He'd say, let's go. Where are we, where are we going? Let's go. Let's go. What are we going to do? And I'll tell you, when it's time to move on, you'll have to deal with it or it's going to deal with you. And sometimes over and over and over. You see, if you keep doing the same thing that you're doing and you keep thinking the same way that you're thinking, you're going to get what you're getting. And so you got to move on. Uh, Moses and Joshua is what we're going to talk about. They're there's a scripture and a story in the Bible that this comes from. And, uh, you know, moving on can have many connotations. Some can be sad, like moving on from a job or a relationship. Others may be happy, like moving on from a job or a relationship. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it depends on your perspective and what's going on, right? It might be fun. To move on from a relationship or a job or something, or it may be sad. Uh, there's many fond memories I had of growing up and me leaving my hometown. I had a great, great family and a great life, and it was bittersweet, bittersweet for me to live in Daytona, a, so far away from where I was living at the time, Bunnell. <clears throat> so I really made a leap of faith and came 26 miles, and I started working in Daytona. But I'll tell you, it was time for me to move on. You know when it's time. I've got a young son who just joined the, the military. It was time for him to move on. Yeah. It, it was time for him to move on. He's in boot camp. He's moving through. Simplify. Hoorah. And... uh you know, you'll know when it's time. But one thing for sure is moving on is part of life. Every single life, moving on is part of it. And your attitude about moving on is what's the most important. It's the single biggest factor on how you deal with it. It's a part of life. You got to deal with it or moving on is going to deal with you. I want you to know that Moses had led the people out of captivity, out of Egypt. They had brought them through the Red Sea, faced the army of Pharaoh, got them through the desert. They got food from heaven and water from rocks. They traveled and got the Ten Commandments, not once, but they got them twice. And as they moved through, they got to take a peek at the promised land and some were afraid they weren't ready to just move on. Others were. So they wondered some more. And Moses is right now with Joshua on the edge of entering the promised land.
They, they were right on the precipice of getting to where they were going. You see, when it's time to go on, it means leaving one place and going to another. Look at what, uh, look at what Joshua 1, 1, 2, 2 says. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid. He said this, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready to cross the Jordan into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. He said they had traveled through the desert, and they were right there on the side of the Jordan River looking over at the promised land. They had camped there, and their leader, Moses, died. And what God said to them was, it's time to move on. It's time to move on. You know, how do you know when it's time to move on? Well, God will show you. Uh, one way is he'll tell you. He, he told them, get ready. It's time to move. You, you can't stay here. Moses had died. But the purpose that God had for Moses did not die. Now, Howard Chadwick died. But the purpose for what God had for Howard Chadwick is not dead. It's alive. It's right here in TLC. It's right here in the Church of Christ. It's right here ready to move forward. It's time to move on. We've got to move on what God has got for us. The promised land was still alive. Although Moses was dead, the promised land was there. You see, you can get stuck in the past. And you can get hung up in the old way of doing things. And if you do that, you're going to be where you were when you started it. You can linger when you know full well that God wants you to move. See, the people of Israel could have gotten stuck with their leader, Moses. They could have had an idol of Moses and said, it's Father Moses. He's dead. What are we going to do? I'll tell you what happens in the body of Christ. When one goes, there's another to fill. When one goes, there's another to fill. When one falls, the next one steps up. When one's gone, there's another one. This is God's plan. It's a plan of duplication and multiplication on a geometric level. The body of Christ, we are all part of that. Could have got stuck with Moses and they'd have missed the move of God. Listen to what Isaiah 43 says. Remember not the former things or consider the things of old. Behold, I'm doing a new thing and now it springs forth. Don't, don't you perceive it? I'll make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. See, new things require new direction. New things are going to present new challenges and new ways. If you've never seen a river in the desert, prepare yourself. God has got a river in the desert for you. You see, they had some old things they had to move on from. Captivity, enslavement, not only physically, but they were enslaved in their mind. Worshiping a a golden calf, they, they had to move on from that. You brought us out here in the desert to die? No. God's on the move. 
They had to move on from grumbling about their leadership. They had to move on from grumbling about the food that they got. What is this stuff? They had to move on from the bad report that the spies gave them. Each step of the way, if they'd stayed there, they'd be stuck. You see, it's time to move on. You get stuck in the old ways, old people, old friends, old places, then that's what you're going to be. Numbers 27, 18 through 20 says this. So the Lord said to Moses, take Joshua, son of Nun, a man who is in the spirit of leadership, and lay your hands on him. Have him stand before Eleazar the priest and the entire assembly and commission him in their presence. Give him some of your authority so the whole Israelite community will obey him. See, Joshua was the new leader. He had been Moses' aide for a long time, about 40 years. He, he was born in Egypt in captivity, as was his father. And he hid in the Nile River just like Moses. You see, God never changes. But things on this earth, they change. Things in our life, our circumstances in our lives, they change. People that we thought were the right people to be around with, they change. And you can stay with them and you can stick with them when you know they're doing wrong. Dr. Davidson talked about it this morning. You, you can stick with them and stay with them, but you're going to get what they get. It's time to move on. You see, we can stay wherever we are in life. Joshua 1 verse 2 says this, Moses, the servant is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan into the land I'm about to give them. They could stay on the east side of the Jordan and they could live and die a whole nother generation just looking at the promised land. God told Joshua, you get across here. And everywhere you put your foot, I'm going to give it to you. You've got to be strong and courageous, very courageous. You either deal with change or it's going to deal with you. See, it's out our, it's our way with our lives also, just like us. Moses granted divorce because of the hardness of people's hearts, but it wasn't in God's heart for divorce. Jesus even talked about Divorce not being good. Certainly God, God doesn't want abuse in a marriage. Jesus had to move on. He had to leave those that were close around him. His own family. They called him crazy in Mark three twenty one. He, he had to get away from them. He had to get away from the town because he couldn't heal there because the belief was so low. The unbelief was so high. Jesus also told his disciples in Matthew 10, whoever doesn't believe you, knock the dust off your feet. As you leave, knock the dust off your feet. You got to move on to grow. You can't stay stagnant. You'll die atrophy. Here's another way to look at it. In John 5, Jesus was in Jerusalem near the pool, near the sheep gate. And there was this man that had been sick for 38 years. And 
the thought was every time that the pool's water would move, that it would be healing. And the first one to get in it would get their healing. So Jesus sat beside this man. And the man was telling the story. And he says, you know, I've been here 38 years. And I have nobody to help me get in the water. And Jesus just said to him, do you want to be healed? The man says, but nobody's here to put me in the water. The response from Jesus was this in John 5, 8. Get up. Take up your bed and walk. Get up. Take up your bed. Walk. It's time to move on from this old thing that hadn't worked for you for 38 years. It's time to get up and move away from these people that won't associate with you for how many years. It's time to get up and move on from the friends, the relatives, those in your church that don't want to come with you and get closer to God. It's time to move. It's time to move. If not, you're going to keep getting what you always got. Is it time for you to move on from something? Is there something that's holding you up? Is there something that's holding you back? Maybe it's a belief of unworthiness. No, I'm not worthy. I'm just a nobody. Trying to tell everybody about somebody. Maybe you've locked into a thought pattern that this is as good as it's going to get. Then that's as good as it's going to get. Maybe it's a friend who won't move and you know you got to move. You know it's time. You can feel it. You've done all you can do. What else can I do? I'll tell you. Cross the Jordan. Cross the Jordan. Cross the Jordan. God's got a promised land for you. And the pool Behind you may never move. You may never have anyone to put you in the pool. Put the pool behind you. Move on. Is there something you've tried and tried and tried and it hasn't worked? Maybe it's time to maybe it's time to move on. The question is, do you want to move on? Do you want to move closer to God and further away from whatever may hold you back? Do you want to move into something that God has for you? Maybe he's been speaking to you about something. Maybe it's a ministry. Maybe it's an anointing. Maybe it's a teaching. Maybe it's a helps. Maybe it's a service. Is he been saying not only to move forward, but you got to cut those strings. Let those go. They don't apply anymore. It's like an old textbook you had in high school. If you're 65 years old, what have you got an old textbook from high school for? 
Put it in the garbage. If you've been married 40 years, what have you got the picture of one of your girlfriends back in elementary school for, right? What do you got it for? Yeah, because your wife didn't find it. But you see, it goes deeper than that. Because you don't want to commit. You don't want to cut it off. You see, if you're going to cross the Jordan, you've got to commit. If you want to get into what God wants you to do, you've got to commit. It's time to move on. It's time to commit our lives to a higher calling in the Lord. When you see what's going around us in this world, you can smell it, see it, sense it. You can feel it. You don't even have to turn on the TV to see. How, go to the grocery store and see how divisive we are. God is looking for us to bring peace, love, and joy. So let me ask you, is there something you need to move on from. Only you would know that. And God. In just a moment, I'm going to have Jim come up and get on the organ. And I'm going to ask you a couple of questions that I want to just probe you for. Jim, you can come up now if you'd like. Just a couple of questions. As we thought about this being the anniversary of the passing of Pastor Howard. I, I know more than anything that he wants people to come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. There's no doubt in my mind about it. We talked about it often. It was a burning desire of his that those that didn't know the Lord, for them to come to the Lord. For them to surrender their lives to Jesus Christ. So I'm here today as we talk about moving on. If you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, it's time to move on from, from back there and to come on up here, right up front. You don't have to physically come up front, but come up front in the gaze of the Lord who's been calling you softly and tenderly. He's been wanting you. So if, if, if today you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, today, you, you may have come in here thinking, I wonder if he's going to talk about salvation today. Well, yeah. Because it's for you. And, and if you have given your life to Jesus Christ, and you're thinking, man, there's a couple of things. i got to let some stuff go. It's, it's time to move on from... And then you underline the line and you put that word in there that's for you. If it's time to move on from, then it's time. I'm confirming this with you today. If you thought that, I, I'm here to tell you that I'm confirming it with you. God wants you to move on. God loves you so much. So if you're here today, here's how we're going to work this today. You don't have to get up or come forward, although the altar is going to be open for prayer. I'll turn the mic off and we'll pray. If you're here today and you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, all you have to do 
is just even as you're looking at me, you don't have to close your eyes, get on your knees. You don't have to come forward, although you can, and I'll pray with you. I'd love to have the opportunity to talk to you about God's saving grace. If that's you, just right where you're sitting, say, oh, God, I need to move on. I need to come to you. I need to leave this behind. I'm ready to, I'm ready to move. I want to get into the promised land. See, the promised land is for us in this everlasting life with God. So if that's you, just say it to yourself right now. Please feel free to come share it with me here in a few minutes. If you know in your mind that you've done all you can do in a situation, you've gone as far as you can go, and you've got the I'm ready to move on from, and you've got that underlined line, and there's a word or words there or people or phrases, just know that God said to his people, it's time to go. You're not going to get in the promised land staying over here. You, you have to take the first step. If that's you today, just think of that word, person, thought, process, whatever it is. It's yours. And we'll move on from that today. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you, Father, for your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you that uh, we're able to just be here and fellowship together. God, that you are the God that knows us to the very core. And you love us despite everything. You gave your son for all of us. So that he would one die, bury, and arise for us. Thank you, God, that we can move on. Thank you that you're telling us in your word to keep moving, to keep going, to keep seeking, to keep coming to you. Lord, thank you for the land that is promised to us, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that it's our land. Thank you, God, that you've provided that for us. And I say this in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, if you would like prayer, I welcome you up here. I'll pray with you. I'll turn this microphone off. You can be dismissed and go with God. Will you stay here as long as you need prayer or want prayer? God loves you. God loves you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.